Joining me now is Greg Smith, Head of Retail at Devon Funds. Greg, welcome to the show. Hi, Philip. Great to be here. Yeah, six months on the roll and you're on GRTV already. Yeah, That's nearly a record. Moving up in the world, aren't we? But uh, it's great to be in. It's yeah. been, uh, yeah, it's been a bit of whirlwind. It's been fantastic. Though. Yeah. So, so, so I was really interested to talk to you. You know, for a long time, everyone thought that, you know, value investing was dead and growth was what it's all about. But we're actually seeing quite a big rotation now from um, growth stocks and, and, and to, into value. Why is that happening? Yeah, it's interesting, and it's sort of something I suppose that started uh, a, a few months ago. And I suppose when you look at growth versus value styles, I mean, growth stocks, I suppose by their nature and that style of investing, you know, you're looking at companies where I suppose cash flows are you know, future dated or of a long duration. And you know, when you're valuing those cash flows, the uh, discount rate basically is a very important point. Now, pretty much since the GFC, we've had ultra low interest rates which is i suppose in a way provided a bit of a bit of an unfair advantage to to growth stocks and that um there's not really concern about whether a dollar in the future will be worth much different to a dollar today but that that of course is changing uh, so if you look at what interest rates have done obviously the rbnz was one of the first last year to move in terms of rate tightening obviously we saw a massive amount of stimulus administered during the pandemic uh, by the RBNZ, but also, of course, other central banks. Mm. And what we're seeing as a result of those, I suppose, successful outcomes, and not only, not only economies coming through it, but inflation is starting to rear its head. And, uh, and that's something, I suppose, that uh, it's, it's, it's a central bank's own form of vaccine, I suppose, against what, what's been generated effectively uh, uh, as a result of COVID. Uh, and also more recently, obviously, we've seen the war impacts and pushing inflation higher as well. So, yeah, the RBNZ moved last October, one of the first to do so, I think, beaten only by Norway in terms of central banks. But we're now seeing that as the story this year. Uh, we're seeing bond yields start to move up. If you look at the US 10-year, uh, that's moved up over over 1%, one percentage point. So, uh, you s s around 1.6% at the start of the year to around about 2.7 currently, so that's a three-year high. So investors are starting to focus on the fact that rates are probably only going to go one way, and that's north. Yep, and that doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. So part of the growth story was driven by technology stocks, wasn't it? And, and we, se we seem to have seen that slow down a lot. Has that been part of this driver to value? Oh, absolutely. And uh, if you look at, uh, I suppose, obvious benchmarks for technology stocks, you look at the NASDAQ Composite, uh, that's down around 14% year to date. So swiftly you know, have gone out of favour with this rising interest rate environment there. So and you're quite right, growth stocks, a lot of them have flourished during the pandemic with the stay at home thematic. Uh, they've had their, in many cases, their growth profiles turbocharged to a certain extent. But that's also meant that these companies have been doing well. It's actually driven up valuations as well to elevated levels. And that's before you even factor in uh, the oncoming increase in interest rates. So, yeah, they're, they're, and some of those obviously pandemic tailwinds are starting to dissipate as the world yeah. opens up. So, so uh, have how well do you think have investors and advisors sort of clicked onto this this rotation from growth to value at the moment? I think some of uh, those in the industry are certainly wary that it's occurred, and it's, you're starting to see that. But they're making changes in what they're doing. Well, it's a difficult. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because some investors and some firms would say, yes, we're in the, we're in the growth camp. Uh, others like Devon, you know, we're, we're a value-orientated uh, firm. So you know, that's, you know, that's something we've stayed very true to. So I think 
Yeah, there is certainly acknowledgement there. There might be a, a certain amount of need for pivoting, if you like, yeah. because if you look for any you know, recent performance figures within the industry, you know, value is definitely gaining favour. You're seeing older, older economy-style stocks doing better. Yeah, um, yeah so I, th I think it's... So, so clearly you joined Devon, you're a value believer, yeah? De definitely in the value camp. Uh, so why is that? Always have been, I suppose, uh, yeah, probably the most well-known value investor is Warren, Warren Buffett. Uh, price is what you pay, value is what you get. And all, yeah, always been a strong believer in that. Like, I mean, looking at, obviously, growth stocks can be very exciting um, if, they work, if they work well. But uh, I think a yeah, value investor in terms of the trying to buy companies for less than their intrinsic value, looking at managements, looking at balance sheets. Um, yeah, I'm a CFA as well, I'm an ACA, so I know all about the numbers side of things. But there's also qualitative factors that go in there as well. And that's sort of you know, what, what's at the heart of our thesis. And, and also, you know, value investing isn't just about buying a company that's on a, a P of 10 or anything like, like that, those lines. It goes, it goes much deeper than that. So, but it'll be interesting to see you know, whether there's a bit of a pivot by, by some others out there. So, 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 you know, looking into our crystal wall, you know, do you think this is going to be a long value run and, 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 or is, it, is, is this just a short blip in a big growth cycle? Well, when you look back in history, uh, these trends tend to endure. And uh, yeah, the story about history, not repeating but often rhymes, I think that's, that's quite true if you look back at, through those periods. And yeah, value has actually, there's no question about that, underperformed for an extended period. And when you think about it, obviously we had the dot-com, crash. We had rates taken to ultra low levels uh, as a result of that crisis and obviously then we had the GFC uh, and then we had, you know, we've, we had three major events in that respect in the past uh, two decades. So if you look at it, the, that rotation has started but if history is any guide this, you know, this cycle will, will endure and even though you've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of growth sectors and stocks come off the, the underlying disc, discount, if you look at the value side of the equation, if you look at low multiple stocks, is still very, very sparse. So, so how hard is it to find good value stocks at the moment? I think, yeah, well, actually, I think another good point on that is yeah, we, we have seen a bit of a, a you know, rising tide lifting all boats mm. when you, through that yeah, low, low interest rate environment. So I think it is going to be yeah, more difficult, I think, to sort of to find the value in the market, but to also, yeah, I suppose, stock and sector selection. So, yeah, there's certainly you know, plenty of stocks in that value camp, but I think uh, investors are just going to need to be a bit more discerning going forward. And as I mentioned, it's, it's looking at not only just quantitative factors, but qualitative as well. Uh, and, and buying just something just because it's cheap is not necessarily the, the solution either, because sometimes stocks are cheap for a reason. Absolutely. Um and, and just finally, so Devon's about to launch some international funds. So this is quite a change. You've been an Australasian manager for forever. Um, <laughs> why, why, why now? Oh, this is very exciting for us. And uh, yeah, in response to demand for, for, I suppose, a broader product range, yeah, we have, as you say, traditionally been very much trans-Tasman focused. Uh, so these are two global funds, and they had diversity in a couple of ways, actually. Because not only are they global, uh, but we've also got a bond fund alongside an equity fund. Uh, and both of a heavy sustainability tilt, uh, and we're really excited about this. The underlying manager of these two new funds is actually Wellington 
management and they've got great credentials not only as an investment manager but you know, ESG considerations are something they take very seriously and is endemic in all their process and that was what really impressed us. Yeah and because Wellington were in the market before with another manager but so they will be well known to a lot of investors here. It's a yeah. well-known brand yeah they've got over a, tr a trillion dollars and under management globally and it is a name that um, many in New Zealand will know so yeah we're really excited uh, about that tie-up and um, and uh, yeah, well, things are kicking off as we speak, so no, yeah, sounds, stay tuned. Sounds good. Look, thanks for your time, Greg. Lovely to have you in the studio. My pleasure, Philip, yeah. and uh, it's been a pleasure being here. Yeah, cool. Thank you.